I'm Jordan Ferguson. And I'm Kate McKinnon. And you are listening to the Geek Down Podcast. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another fantastic episode of the Geek Down Podcast. This is the show where two nerds sit in front of microphones and try to find the sweetest spots where their fandoms intersect. My name is Jordan Ferguson. My name is Caitlin McKinnon. This is episode 160. 160. Oh my gosh. We are ancient. We are so so old. old. Older than like those old turtles that you're like, damn, you're old. (laughs) Are those those tortoises? Whatever. Turtles? Tortoise? 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 Anyway, if you want to chart our general progression into decrepitude, <laughs> dustiness, or madness, or dustiness, you can do that by going to soundcloud.com slash geekdownpod. That's where the episodes live. All 150 of them. 60 of them. 60 of them. It's more than 60, but how more than 60? We can't really tell you. We don't know. You know what? Go there. Go there. Let us know. Yeah. And you can do so on any of our socials. At GeekdownPod, primarily Twitter. Twitter. Let us know how many episodes we actually have. While you're at SoundCloud, if you decide, my God, how have I lived this long without the GeekDown podcast in my life? I need these friends that are not really friends, but are sort of friends. We are friends. Are we friends? With the listeners. Oh, yeah. With the listeners. This podcast (laughs) is over. Uh, well, I'm really embracing the fact that you said I'm the mean one. I'm really trying to like... <laughs> My God, it's Caitlin's heel turn. It's finally happening. <laughs> heel, uh, heel Caitlin is finally here. Big oh neck to big face, McKinnon. <laughs> it's, finally, it's finally at her heel turn. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, ever since watching The Bad Boys, I'm like... I'll be scrappy. <laughs> God. If you want this brought to you every week because you don't want to have to go to SoundCloud every week, we understand. It can be brought to you if you click that button on SoundCloud that says subscribe every week. On the back of a unicorn pig is his name, Philip, brought by your mans. Chance Frostalicus. Le troisième. Le troisième will bring you those episodes directly to your device via however you get your audio content. Apple Podcasts. You know what you could do if you use Apple Podcasts? What can you do? Give us a little rate and review. Haven't talked about that in a minute. Oh my gosh. That would be great. Type a little four star, five star. Means the world to us. Helps people find the show. And if you are on some other type of thing where you get your content and they also have a rate and review option, do that too. If you see stars, just you know, go ahead and tap four or five. I say five. Let's go. <laughs> Hugh McKinnon saying five. Four stars. Hugh McKinnon got no time for you. Three star <laughs> and four stars. Fuck y'all. Five only. Five stars. Unless... You four stars. You got to like write something about where we missed that star. Explain yourself. <laughs> Explain yourself. I need answers. If you love this show so much, five stars is not enough for you to pledge your devotion to this endeavor. We accept all forms of payment. <laughs> we do. Even good advice. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if it's in the financial. <laughs> got some, got some life tips. Well, they've given it to us before. We just don't listen. Have they? I've, <laughs> there have been listeners on Twitter who have definitely been, y'all need some RSPs. And we laugh. And we laugh. And laugh well, and no, laugh. for RSPs, you need to have savings. Money. Extra money. You see why I'm so conflicted about Japan, y'all. But more on that in a moment. Patreon.com slash geekdownpod or ko-fi.com slash geekdownpod if you would like to make a monthly contribution or just a onesie, a loosey. Yeah. A onesie, twosies. Three bucks. Easy. And especially if you're in the States, that's like nothing, really. 
Literally nothing. It's like Canadian money. That's like Monopoly money. You can just find that in old boxes and stuff. We'll take Monopoly money, too. We will. We can probably like sell it to some hipsters for like an art project. Or we can just like pretend it's real money and like cradle it to us and it'll help our peace of mind. Sounds good. <laughs> that, too. Um, oh my God, was that a record? Was that a record run through the preamble? I think so. My God, getting so good at it, y'all. Doubling up this week. Opportune June continues. Yes, and I, I want to call my surgery something, something <laughs> like <laughs> Big Neck, Big Faced McKinnon's surgery adventure. I, I I really don't know what to call it. They're taking stuff out of me, friends. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so I gotta like. Big Neck McKinnon goes under the knife. <laughs> goes under the knife. Uh, they're actually just making some holes in me. So what exactly are they are they doing? <sighs> This is related to endometriosis, right? Yes. Yes. So, with endometriosis, which is what I have, um, you feminine health break. Woo! You grow endometrial lining all over your body. The furthest they found it is—that's what they do. They're just like, yeah, all throughout your uterus. Oh yeah, it's great. Not just your uterus. The farthest places they found it are the brain and eyeballs. Fun times. (laughs) (laughs) So thankfully, they have not found that. For me. <laughs> um, so they're going to go in. Uh, they make four incisions, small incisions. They make one in my belly button, two on the sides, and one at the bottom. And senior correspondent Chris kindly pointed out that it makes a happy face. I was like, thanks. Damn, son. Thanks. That makes you feel better. <laughs> so scarred cor- for life. Senior correspondent pointed out, you will now whistle when you walk. He's going to be standing at the corner. <laughs> That sound Somebody whistling? Or just get off the, all the holes in Caitlin. It's just me. It's just my all, my all my wounds. <laughs> Anyways, they go in. They're taking that out. I have also a cyst on one of my uteruses. I'm gonna pop that out. <laughs> you only have one, don't you? Oh, um, my um, those things at the side. Oh God, <laughs> the eyeballs on the on yeah, the on the goat yeah, skull. Yeah, 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 ovaries. Yeah, ovaries. How do I, I know that? Ovary. Well, I know it. It's just you know rattling around in there, um, along with possibly endometriosis. Maybe this is why I'm so forgetful. Oh my God, it is an array. <laughs> Could be. Um, and they're also going to do a dye test of my fallopian tubes to see how badly the scarring's been. If I can still have babies right. or not. So you know. Uh, and then yeah, they're gonna stitch me back up. Oh, and to like do all that, they have to. Pump me full of gas so I expand. <laughs> Isn't this the most ridiculous thing you've ever heard? You need to inflate yeah. you like a tire. Yeah. Apparently it makes your shoulders hurt. No one can oh explain God. to me why. I don't know. So I'm going to be in recovery for uh, like two weeks. <laughs> and Dummy over here was like, well, maybe I'll be healed up enough by Sunday. I'm like, no fun podcast. <laughs> <laughs> should never rely on I should be healed up enough. I'm sure someone could just <laughs> There's healing involved. That takes precedence over silly you podcast. Just, you just stay over there. We've canceled the podcast because I've needed a nap. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I don't know. I was just like I I'm pretty felt sure we sad. could put a pause in it for uh for your actual surgical you know what? recovery. I felt sad and because of well, we'll get to it next episode, but because of the things I needed to watch, I was concerned with like the timing of it all, right? I had like two appointments. One one was at my doctor's, one was at a hospital. I didn't have a lot of time this week. I had other things to watch. You know, it's a juggling act consistently. Consistently. So I was concerned. But 
You're right. I got to focus on healing, which I'm going to do. I'm going to have lots of soup. <laughs> take lots of pain meds. I'm going to text you weird things. Burritoed up watching, watching Murder, oh, yeah. She Wrote all week. Oh, I can't wait. So excited. Well, top of the news cycle. Yeah. Got to do it. World champs, yo. <laughs> For those of you who do not know, because we know, because we're in close proximity to, to Toronto. Or live in or it directly. In it. <laughs> the Toronto Raptors won the world championship. Thanks, Kawhi. Um, which, uh, Have fun in Los Angeles. He's not going. He might go. <laughs> we're not sure. We don't know. We don't know. Um, but <laughs> it's been fun. They're doing a parade on Monday. I happen to be running a meeting for work on Monday in Toronto. Oh, word. Right near downtown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So some, literally one person was like, yeah, I'm not coming in Toronto. <laughs> They're like, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll teleconference in. I was like, great. Um, no, people are wondering where I was when history was made yeah. on Saturday, last Saturday night. Were you sleeping? Y'all, <laughs> or Thursday night, y'all, I work nights and I had like a work summit thing to go to that afternoon. I was out by 830. Car horns woke me up at like midnight and I went, Bruh! <laughs> Beep, beep, beep. It was like, woo. Oh, I guess we won't. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was, uh, I woke up in the morning and found out we had won. I was very excited. I was like, yay, go team. If you haven't seen any of Jimmy Kimmel's videos this week of him talking to Toronto Raptors fans, they've been pretty delightful. One was when he tried to get them to trash talk Golden State and nobody would. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, no, I think. It's like, no, they're a strong team. Like, they're just <laughs> out there doing their best. I mean, we want to win, but there's no question they're a good team. <laughs> Um, and then he tried to get them, he lied and said they were filming promos for the NBA finals for the network. And first it was like, you know, everybody everybody in Raptors gear. And then they tried to get them to put on Golden State jerseys. Mm -hmm. And at first everybody was like, no, but then because we're super polite, it's like, well, okay, if this is what you need, like. (laughs) You're really stretched (laughs) thin for Golden State Warrior fans. Super mad about it, but. Oh, Golden State Warriors? Is that right? Or just Golden State? They Warriors? Yes, they're the Warriors. Okay. I had a moment. I'm watching a lot of basketball and old stuff, and I'm getting very mixed up. <laughs> There's like Spurs and Warriors, and so may your summer be as good as the one Drake is going to have. Oh man, that boy was living his best life on Thursday night. If you want to know why the Geekdown playlist for patrons was for patrons was all Drake this week, I don't know what to tell you. I gotta say, like I handed to Drake, he put Toronto on the map. Listen, feel however you want to feel about Aubrey. He he did something a lot of other people said they were trying to do and never did. So. Yeah, including the politicians, like the mayors of Toronto, <laughs> were always like, we're going to make Toronto put on, on the map internationally. Toronto a world-class city. Shit. Like, people from not here are calling Toronto the six, like mm. reporters. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, damn, are we cool? And then Sean Mendes dropped Toronto in a song, and I was like, oh, Oh, no. This is... Now we're going to get too many people. <laughs> too many visitors. <laughs> Stay in Riverdale. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, that's that's exciting. And like I said last week when we were talking about this, I mean, it's like, you care about... Oh, you care about basketball? Not, no, but I care about Travis and Samantha and Ian and Lou and all these people who I've known who've been, like, day one. And, like, like Samantha yeah. posted a photo of her, like, 1995... Raptors hat that she got when she was like, you know, 11 years old and some shit. Like, they've been riding for this team. And mm-hmm. 
I can't even imagine when you ride. It's like me finally seeing perfume, right? Like, it, that's yeah. got to be, like, the same feeling when you ride for something that hard. And it finally, like... I think it's like perfume winning, winning a Grammy. <laughs> <laughs> perfume headlining Coachella. Like yeah. Perfume, like, collaborating with Kanye. Like... Yeah. No, I wouldn't want that. Kanye, stay away from the Queens. Um, you can't have that. But, like, that's what it'd be like when the thing, like, that you have put so much of yourself into, like, just succeeds that extra level. Like, if they do do anything at the Olympics next year and kill it, that'll probably be... Like, now they're on a world stage and, like, right. literally everybody is watching. Everybody on the planet is watching them. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what it would be for me. So, I mean, shouts. <laughs> oh, Travis got the best. You don't have Travis on Instagram, so... No. <laughs> when they won. <laughs> I believe it was the worst cinematography in the world, but just him screaming, Anything is possible! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and also, reiterate from last episode... Y'all are nerds. Nerds. Do you, nerds. Yeah. Do you know how many videos there are dissecting the Raptors? Each player, where they came from, how we got here. You know who else does that? Anime fans. Yeah. Yeah, you guys need to Gamers. get together, have some coffee, talk things over, <laughs> make amends, realize you're all nerds and it's fine. And it's fine. Also, I've been watching... Uh, some basketball stuff. Ooh. Including uh, How Hungry Are You, hosted by Serge Ibaka. <laughs> All right, I think I saw about this because he got Kawhi on the last, uh, yeah, on the last episode, right? And he made him eat uh, uh, cow penis pizza. <laughs> and he's like trying to tell him that like Congolese people and like, I guess Kawhi's like family ages ago were from Cape Town. Okay. And he's like, oh, so you're from Cape Town. He's like, no, 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 I was I was born in like... He's like born in Los Angeles. Yeah, right? I was born in Los Angeles. He's like, yeah, 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 but you're in Cape Town. <laughs> he's trying to tell him that people from Cape Town eat this. And he's like, people from Cape Town don't eat this penis pizza. I think he actually finally got him to, to eat it. But he's like asking him his celebrity crush. <laughs> like, like, I... Serge Ibaka has got to be my favorite. Like, he's just this... I just want to give him a hug. He's just amazing and hilarious. I think he was like flying the Cameroon. He's from Cameroon, right? I think he was flying the flag when he uh, when they won. Uh, he like had it like wrapped around his shoulders. Yeah. And all the African diaspora people on my Instagram were like, <laughs> "Woo, Cameroon!" Black man doing his motherfucking thing in the yeah. world, baby. Um. Well, yes. Shouts, shouts to the champions. And like, I'm, I make, I make fun of the Kawhi because he's, he's, he's the Kawhi. Let me hit it one more time. <laughs> so it won't be, we'll be able to find a use for it after no. this week. I no. went to the trouble of finding it. So you're um, just going to use it a bunch, guys. All this episode. But, like, interview of, like, like the interview hadn't started, but it was him and Kyle Lowry. And yeah. he, like, rolled through and he's holding the MVP trophy. Yeah. And Kyle's like, oh, it's the MVP. He's like. <laughs> and Kawhi just hands him the trophy to get so we can put the mic on. Yeah. And Kyle's like, oh, that's cool. I'll hold your trophy for you, man. It's close as I'm getting. He's like, nah, man, this is yours, too. Like, it's. Aww. It's like, I don't really care about a trophy. Like, it's yeah. just. Um, well. So we, we all learned that. Even like, Kawhi. Like, Kawhi and even, like, Kyle Lowry, Fred. Like, they're actually a really fun. <laughs> a fun group of guys. Like, Kyle Lowry, like, I think I saw that interview. And he's just, like, they're just so kind. And, and another interview, some guy, some person asked him if he still talks to that guy that they traded. DeMar DeRozan. Yeah. Right. And he's like. 
I talk to him every, <laughs> every day. day. Like, they were he, literal BFFs. Yeah, so. and he says he's my best friend. I talk to him every single day. We don't talk about basketball. We talk about life. <laughs> and I was like, good for you. And then at one point, he's like, Fred's in an interview and Kyle's sitting with the reporters. He goes, hi, Kyle Lowry for the Raptors. Um, I just wanted to ask you. Like, they just joke and have a good time. Basketball teams really that nice. get along together are like the best sports teams in the world like football players are all too like vain and make too much money and yeah are contracted to like literally kill each other so yeah. and, and like even like kyle lowry like ibaka comes for a um to to do an interview with him and he's like look what this guy is wearing a leather he's like those pants are so tight you can't even sit in them like they're fun funny people and i think you can really enjoy like watching them and feel really like happy for them again i haven't watched a single game i watch like highlights <laughs> i know a lot about uh about how they managed to get Kawhi on the team basically smoke and mirrors something <laughs> magic someone made a deal with the devil um and everybody thought it was like the hugest gamble at the time yeah like it's like you traded DeRozan. he was like the you know their best player at the time and Kawhi, i think was injured or had been injured a lot and had missed yeah. a few series and it was like now he basically i'm not gonna say he carried it on his back but he 80 percent did oh yeah um and that sort of like rallies everybody else right so and i think they're giving him kudos and maybe that's not something he got on some of the other teams and yeah maybe but anyways that was nerd sports talk nerd sports see we have venn diagrams of things <laughs> so we're, di we're dipping all over the place need to talk about my twitter poll Oh, yeah, Really sure. further promote it to the people. Great. Friends, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I've done, I've done the, the Caitlin rests her chin on her fist. Um, I, I had a criticism from a listener okay. that my actually announcing that I'm going to Japan next year did not get enough drops. So, I'm to that end, I'm going to Japan in 2020. It's a new drop. Wrong board. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a great one. This has got to be one of the all-time best. Going to Japan. Going to Japan, yeah. Yeah. It's a big deal. Panic dreams have already started. Ooh. So that's fun. That's going to be a fun 10 months. Love um, it. Yeah, definitely. Even just like the shortest window. Like I was going back on nights and I took like a brief like, you know, four or five hour nap before yeah. I... <laughs> that's probably... I know they're like, you shouldn't nap that long. It just, you know what? How about you go suck eggs? <laughs> How about that? <laughs> Don't you suck all the dicks, world? I'm going to nap as much as I can. I said eggs. You just went... <laughs> You meant dicks. Yeah, I did, but I didn't say it. Uh, listen, go all, go all in or don't. If you're heel McKinnon, then just... Fine. Suck all the dicks. There you go. Don't feel bad about it either. It's your body. Your choice. Happy Pride, everyone. Yeah, and definitely had some dream where I was like in a hotel and like couldn't communicate to anybody and just started, you know, 42 years old. And I started with, crying with for my mom. Trying to, was starting to... It was a wake. It was a little little girl off in the corner in a white dress with her hair in her face <laughs> like well this is this is over there's a boat but you can't get in it yeah. you can't figure out why it's like really grease that artist in her vagina boat went, <laughs> went paddling by in her, in her pussy kayak i was like please help me um so those have started but i uh i booked a place not even really with the intent of like this is where i'm going to stay right there are a number of things that are appealing about it, not the least of which is that it is 600 meters from Face Records, which is Shibuya, which is, is like, good. yeah, very good. And I was reading, uh, I was on TripAdvisor and reading some of the reviews and all the people were talking about like, and then if you step like behind the hotel, 
it's like Tokyo Diner, like Ooh. like little narrow streets and like little yeah. restaurants and bars and shit. I'm like, oh, this sounds lovely. And then one of the reviews is like, the only downside is it's so cheap because the locals consider it a suicide hotel <laughs> because of the number of salary men who have ended their lives there. <laughs> so but you have to talk about the reactions to this and how you you have your friends are very different. <laughs> Because I was like, is this a deal breaker? And the options I put on Twitter was like, hell no, it was mad cheap and get out. Yeah. My Asian friends were like, get out. Yeah. Some of them were a little more uh, nuanced and like, just slap a seal on the door. You'll be fine. Yeah. (laughs) The ghost will not get you. Um, The rest of my friends were like, it was mad cheap. (laughs) It was a deal. (laughs) I don't care if there's a corpse in your room. (laughs) Shovel it out into the hallway. And ask, go to them be- for, ask them from different pillows and sheets, and, and then and go to bed. Um, but even then, that just like that, even like it reminded me of like, oh, fuck, what's a business hotel? I'm gonna come home, and fucking like drunk salarymen are gonna be like rolling through, acting acting wild and shit. And yeah. take some pictures, take a video. <laughs> you you made you made the solidest point though. Much no on site laundry. Yeah, at this place, it's a problem. Closest coin laundry is like, I think it's like an 11 minute walk. Like if I have a bag, if I'm just doing say, like you can take a backpack. If I'm just laundry, doing like my but... draw, if I'm just doing like essentials, like my drawers and socks and shit, and my yeah. undergarments, sure I can like go for a nice stroll to the coin laundry yeah. <laughs> with that. But listeners, let me know if you didn't if you didn't weigh in on Twitter, suicide hotel, yay or nay? <laughs> Very important. Fifteen hundred bucks for two weeks, y'all. And I'm not saying like I don't believe in ghosts, but you also got a really good deal. So like, learn to make friends with ghosts. <laughs> Make friends uh, with your neighbors. What's up, Toshi? How's the afterlife? <laughs> <laughs> Want to see the records I bought today? Got some good ones. Uh, so, yeah. Would you stay yeah. in a haunted hotel? Let these me the, know. These are the important questions in life. Important people. questions on the Geekdom. Yeah. We don't need to know about financial stuff. <laughs> We're not there yet, okay? Let me just spend all my savings on a trip to Japan. <laughs> like Caitlin always says, you're not going to be on your deathbed. Yeah, being like, I shouldn't have taken like, that trip to Japan. Going like, man, I'm so happy I paid down that debt. <laughs> yeah. Hey, this is what I say about dieting. I'm like, yes, there's parts of me that are like, I'd rather, I'd like to be healthier. And there's some things I I would rather. I wouldn't, I don't want to be so tired. Or that's, you know, part of why I'm getting the surgery. And there's lots of things. But it's too, life is too short not to have a second piece of cake. Speaking of that. Yeah. How's stuff going, Jordan? Almonds ain't shit, y'all. Wow. I thought you said almonds were okay. <laughs> almonds are okay. Don't ever sneeze with a mouthful of almonds, by the way, because it's just, <laughs> oh, it's just a bad scene. It's like shrapnel it's like in your bad, nasal cavity. It's a bad scene for everybody. Yeah, really trying to keep it on that, uh, you know, veggies and protein How much? Pro- what have you been doing with the protein? Have you putting been putting enough protein? Almonds, tuna, and eggs. All right. Like, not at once, but no, like... Yeah. <laughs> Mix them all together. Gross. No, like what? What, what will I do tomorrow? Uh, chop a tomato with a little pesto, small potato roasted for some hash browns, and then maybe like a three egg mushroom omelet. Okay, that's that'll not be bad. that'll be that's like good. my meal for most of the day. Yeah, and coffee obviously is the one thing I absolutely cannot part with. No one wants um, to part with coffee. God, do not part with <laughs> coffee, please. We should go to black coffee. You will never take my sugar milk. No, <laughs> ever, <laughs> ever. Um. It's basically been that all week. I've had stomach aches regularly. Oh, <laughs> I no. think because of just my biome is just like <laughs> reorganizing itself. Okay. 
Have you you have you had yogurt or any sort of fermented food? Uh, cottage cheese. Not does not count as fermented. Okay, it is not. You need to get some fermented food. Food. I got some Greek yogurt in the fridge. I'm going to okay. hit that up either later after we're done tonight or tomorrow. That but. that will help. Um, if you can find actual like actual kimchi, mm. actual pickles, not these fake pickles, <laughs> pickles that are fermented. All of that stuff will help with your your biome as you called it <laughs> your pro, delicate my, balance my probiotics yeah i can't help you with your chi but i can help you with your with your biome so i mean you know it's it's going you know it's it's fine i have i've resolved myself to the fact that i just have to stop stressing about every grocery bill like that's yes that's what's gonna have to like yeah go we can cut out costs a lot of other places in my life to try and save for this trip <laughs> like which may be easier than i thought i don't know if i mentioned this to you i mentioned this to a couple other people mm-hmm. so like oh i did but with a, with a different spin like so i got paid and i'd worked a lot on the past couple weeks mm-hmm. so it was a nice paycheck yeah so i like i had skimmed off the japan fund to save the pay my credit card on time to avoid any late fees so i like put back what i skimmed pay my bills for the week and it's still like a sizable chunk sitting there yeah I was like, oh, right, because under any other circumstances, I would go out and buy, like, four records when I have this much money. Right, and you don't have to do that. But I'm not doing that right now. you're going to Japan to do that. So, saving money, because I was, like, doing the math about, like, if I want this much money by then, that's going to be, that could be a little rough. Well, when you're not just going buying records on the regular. It's not too bad. (laughs) Might might not be that bad. Oh, then I remember I got to buy IKEA furniture next month. Apartment redo is happening next month. Oh, it's very important it for your great. sanity. If you're not going to buy records, you need to hold them carefully and well. <laughs> Can't have that bend. <laughs> yeah, as I, I was showing, we were looking through my old uh, perfume tour books earlier, and I pulled one out yeah. from the bookshelf. <laughs> it was just like, well, I was like, oh, that ain't good. We gotta, <laughs> we got there's some book calling that needs to happen as well. Yeah. Um, but yes, eating. I there was a bit of a slip because I go to this work summit. And, like, listen, a uh, major Canadian retailer wants to be all, like, you know, wellness. Wellness is... We promote wellness. And then you go, you go to a fucking meeting and they're holding it in a movie theater and they give you a ticket for a barrel of popcorn and a <laughs> and a large drink. And You have any idea how, how expensive fruit is? As someone who, yes. <laughs> as someone who books events for people... And I'm like, oh, hey, can we supplement all the pastries for fruit? They're like, oh, yeah, that's going to be an extra $20. And I'm like, you know what? It's fine. <laughs> Fuck them. Well, I ain't got it. Um, and I put it off for a long-ass time. And then, you know, my my once-and-always-work wifey was like, was like I'm going to go get some popcorn. And I was, she's like, do you want anything? Do you want anything? Do you want anything? I was like, just you know, take the ticket. Fine. It's like, give me a Coke Zero. Give me a Coke Zero. It's like, you know Coke Zero and Coke come from the same, like, fountain, right? I'm like, I don't need this from you right now. <laughs> And then, you know, it was that, and then the next day I was, like, you know, using a granola bar to uh, eat peanut butter out of the jar, so. (laughs) So we had a dip on Thursday and Friday. It happens. You just have to get back on the wagon. So, you know. That's how it works. So tomorrow we will will reset. Um, But, yeah, it's just been salads and almonds. Can't just have almonds. Mix up your nuts. Yeah, I'm gonna have to switch to cashews. I don't say cashews are bad for you, but well, no, it's just that they have a lot of fat in them. You just can't eat. Are they good fats though? Yeah. Yeah. You just gotta be careful. You gotta have. Uh, get at walnuts. me with your hot. Get at me with your hot. Oh, walnuts. Just put some peanut butter with the walnuts. Mm. <laughs> so where you get your protein from? Peanut butter. <laughs> That's what's shoveling so, yeah, peanut butter in my face. Yeah, but it depends on the peanut butter. You have. What do you have? 
You will never get me on that all natural separate it, got to keep in the fridge shit that tastes like garbage. It doesn't taste like garbage. It does taste like garbage. It does not. Tastes like garbage. It's fine. Anyway, do we have any actual nerd news to get into? Yeah. That we I care to get so. into for this episode? I have some stuff. What you got? I got uh, Steven Universe the movie. Oh, right. I read something about this. Yeah, which is great. And then everyone's like, it's going to be a musical. And I'm like, duh. Of course it's going to be a musical. Oh, right, because Chance the Rapper and Patti LuPone are going to be in it. Hopefully together. Yeah. Well, yes, actually. Y'all want to give me a duet between Chance the Rapper and Patti LuPone? I don't know what else I would ever need in life. Yeah. I would just forget Japan. I would just die on the spot immediately because there's (laughs) nothing else to offer my life. And I was a little sad when Steven Universe ended because it was just sort of like, it ended with not a bang, just sort of not a whimper either, but it just sort of ended. I was like, I want more. Give me more. So they're going to give me more. Is this picking up directly after or? No idea. All no right. one knows really any right. details yet. They're like, it's going to be a musical. And I was like, of course it's going to be a musical. <laughs> Dodoy. The entire show was a musical. Yeah. Um, Think Geek is closing down. What? Yeah. Did not hear about that. Yeah. Uh, so it's closing down. It's basically a sub company of some other geeky company. Um. So Is Nerdist on it? No, maybe not. Not Nerdist. Some other, some game, GameStop. GameStop owns it. Really? Yeah. Um, I can't believe I remembered that. I'm as That's shocked good, good for you. as everybody else is right now. Um, so they own it. Um, I, I don't know all the details about why they're closing down. I don't know that, well, the, even that the truth is out there. Um, it could just be that they want to sort of like merge them back together or there's too much of like geek cannibalism going on as far as like sales and stuff i'm not sure Mm. um but so that's happening so i'm sure a lot there are gonna be lots of deals if you want things specifically from think geek i'd go there now get all the stuff you can if you don't know what think geek is thinking what think geek was a so a lot of, like nerdy stuff, but then I think kind of like made their bones when they started. Um, I believe it was the Tauntaun sleeping bag. Yeah, was the first thing which they put up as an April Fool's joke, and people lost their fucking minds, minds. when they realized it wasn't an April Fool's joke. Yeah. So, and they sell things like Star Trek swimsuits. Like, yes, amazing. Um, and they s- sell a bunch of nerdy clothing, everyday items. Yeah, good times. And like caffeine gum. I remember that being the other yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah. It's like never sleep, just game all the time. Okay, relax, thank you. They can't. They haven't chewed so much. <laughs> um, and finally, uh, there is a trailer for Doctor Sleep. Oh, is so it? I didn't know what Doctor Sleep was. I was watching it. It's got Ewan McGregor in it. I like Ewan McGregor's face. Like you didn't know what the thing was at all, or no. you didn't know what the title was, or nope. oh, okay. Yep. Um, I'm get. I'm guessing from sequel to The Shining, y'all. Yes, but it was it written by Stephen King. Yes. Okay, because it did say you know based off of the C- Stephen King. Yeah, and no, all that. it was a novel about grown up Danny, I think. Which is really cool. Did not know it existed. W- always wanted to know more about The Shining. The Shining. The Shining. Um, and this is what it tells. It looks like a great movie. Um, it's the same director who did. No, it's gone. Not there. It's gone. Jordan's going to look it up. Radio Magic. Flanagan! Is <laughs> <laughs> Mike Flanagan. Yeah. Who has uh, done a lot of indie kind of Blumhouse movies, I mm-hmm. think. Uh, a, an accomplished horror director. Oh, he did um, The Haunting of Hill House, the TV show. It got really great reviews. He, yeah, did he produce it or I thought he directed show it. ran it? Mm-hmm. Or? Yeah, something. 
yes, Ewan McGregor is the only <laughs> name that means anything to me on here. But but anyways, the trailer looks spooky, but not like the Haunting of Hill House spooky, because I can't do Haunting of Hill House spooky. I had a little bit of trouble with The Shining. I may have had to fast forward some bits or slowly go through them frame by frame without the scary music, <laughs> because it makes you real anxious. Um, and I think I could probably watch this. Years following the events of The Shining, a now adult Dan Torrance meets a young girl with similar powers as his and tries to protect her from a cult known as the True Knot who prey on children with powers to remain immortal. There you go. There you go. Um, so yeah, it looked pretty cool. Uh, also, E3 was this week. Was it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's about all I have to say oh, about okay. it. Listen, E3 is kind of like a weird, like, E3 started before the internet, so. Oh, Yeah. That's right. This is where you had to, like, if you had a big game announcement, you would air it at E3. You I don't have to do that anymore. I have a question, Mr. Mm. Jordan. Mr. Jordan? Mm, yes. Um, my question is, I thought E3 was ending. Was that a thing that happened once upon a time? I feel like there was a thing where they may have limited it as, like, a general attendance type of thing. Mm. I don't know, and I don't care to look it up, so yeah. don't Maybe. don't at me. I don't care. Um, I don't know that it was ever ending, but I feel like it was definitely a thing where it has scaled back over the years. And mm. they either made it a press-only event and then doubled back on that and opened it to the public again, um, et cetera, et cetera. But um, definitely isn't really needed anymore. No, not really. Um, Borderlands 3 would have been a huge E3 announcement, but they just you know dropped it on their Twitter account like three months ago. Because really, that's how you reach the people. You know, Rockstar doesn't need to do anything with E3 anymore. Like, no. You know. These are the people who know how to do social media and don't have Facebook pages anymore. <laughs> um, and the only other thing that people, like, get amped up for are babies because they... What? <laughs> yeah, actual babies. No, those are the, Ninten the, yeah, the Nintendo people. Oh. Oh, a new Luigi's Mansion. Okay, great. Have fun. I thought you meant real babies. No. I was very excited. I was like, there's a baby conference? <laughs> Is it happening at the same time? It's just me going room to room, cur cursing at babies. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, baby. Um, yeah, uh, Keanu got a Keanu going to be in a game. Yeah, I saw that. Cyber, cyber, something. Cyberpunk. Yeah, twenty seventy seven. Yeah, I think the best moment for that was when he came out on stage and was like giving his little spiel, and he said, you know, walking around the future is breathtaking, and somebody in the audience yelled, "You're breathtaking." <laughs> <laughs> it was caught like completely off guard. <laughs> and then just doubled back and went like no you're breathtaking we're all breathtaking and ever, once again the world just went oh god marry us Keanu we love you so much he's the greatest he's um, a Canadian born in Beirut raised in Canada Canadian <laughs> Beirut can share he's, him if they want he's like he's like Lou Diamond Phillips at this point he's like, <laughs> he's like he has literally every ethnicity and nationality can claim him, can claim him at this point um yeah, nothing really that came out of E3. Like, I think we got a date for the Final Fantasy VII remake, which, I mean, I was kind of paying attention to. Okay, relax. Relax. Falling asleep. Relax. Do people play Final Fantasy anymore? Uh, I think, yeah, 14 has had a resurgence, I think. <laughs> you were about to say 14 people. 14 people play Final Fantasy. 14 people. Uh, yeah, no, I think, uh, I think 14's had a bit of a resurgence after self-correcting. Um, we just need a Chocobo game. That's all everybody wants. Sorry. <laughs> a friend of mine just sent me a link to a Twitter account. 
That's called Wiki Title Singable, the TMT theme, TMNT theme song. Okay. So they do it up with the logo of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and then just tell you what the title of the Wikipedia page is. Right. Irish Women Workers Union. <laughs> Making Social Science Matter. All of Pink Botanic Garden. <laughs> I'll give, uh, give you the photo of it. Uh, list of Pittsburgh Steelers <laughs> players. <laughs> and uh, let's give me one more. You have to do it like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, though. Opel, Camden County, Georgia. <laughs> Andy Wallace Racing Driver, Cedar Rapids River Raiders. <laughs> oh, you're stupid, Internet. But we love you. Updates. What, Updates. Do I, what do I have down here? Nah. So the one thing I did want to uh, talk about, which was a very strange thing, I just watched on a on a whim. On a whim. On a whim. Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton and I watched it on a whim. Um, was the Black Godfather on Netflix? I don't know if you've seen this in your passing. I have. Um, it's probably you, something you gave me, and that's why it's changed my Netflix. It's not just giving me like old British <laughs> stuff and nerds. You shit. watch the trailer to this, and you see. Quincy Jones, yep. Puff Daddy, Jamie mm-hmm. Foxx, Bill Withers, yep. Barack Obama, Bill Clinton, all talking about the same guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's quite a group of people. Um, but a guy named Clarence Avon, mm-hmm. who grew up in, uh, I think he was born in South Carolina, but basically he moved to Jersey and was working in a club there. And linked up with, uh, you know, the, as we know from the Sam Cooke bio and shit like that, you know, the music industry was all the mob yep. back then, basically. And he kind of gets the attention of this uh, mob-connected booker agent guy named Joe Glazer. And it's kind of like blessed, picked, yoinked by him to uh, manage a couple acts. And then this guy just kind of basically becomes Forrest Gump of the music industry. And... <laughs> No one can really say what he did or how he got paid, but, and granted, I've since read this documentary, which was uh, done by Reginald Hudlin, who directed House Party, and he did a bunch of other stuff, but House Party. Um, you've seen House Party, right? I've seen House Party. <laughs> I gotta double check. Every, that face, he was like a panic. Every face. once in a while, well, you haven't seen Coming to America, every once in a while I like remember some of these like you know, classic movies from my childhood that I just assume you would have watched, but mm-hmm. you've seen Friday, right? Yes, I've seen Friday. Unfortunately. Um, <laughs> to Mr. Malash just swerved off the road right now. <laughs> um, this documentary is like also produced by Avon's daughter. So, I mean, right. it doesn't nudge too hard at some of these right. things. There are probably like stories there like um, about his you know failures and faults that maybe could have been prodded at a little more. But they kind of like... They just glossed over it's, that. It's puffy. But if you don't know anything about this guy's life, which mm-hmm. I did not, it's fucking fascinating so he like goes to la gets linked up with um a guy named lalo Schifrin, mm-hmm. who was like <laughs> again this is glazer yeah you know his mentor saying all right i need you to go out to la we'll hook up with a house and all this shit and you just gotta you know uh lalo wants to get into soundtrack work so i think that'd be good for him so so now avon on behalf of lalo is going around to all these like now he's connecting with all the movie studio heads right and places like that. Gets Lalo all these soundtracks. Fucking Enter the Dragon. Lalo Schifrin was like, I have one of his albums. He was like one of the like preeminent 60s to 80s like soundtrack composers. Right. Um, God, I can't even remember everything this guy was like responsible for. Um, 
he kind of just got this reputation for like in black Hollywood mm-hmm. of like first of all he would like just barge into like a white guy's office and like not care about anything (laughs) which was like you know the major thing and would go out of his way to make sure people on the come up got what they deserved basically i think one story that kind of like some two stories that kind of sum them up from the documentary is one um jimmy jam and terry lewis okay it's probably not not names you know but no i just not they were in uh the time which was a band from minneapolis Okay. That was kind of like Prince affiliated. Okay. Like if you watch Purple Rain, the time is like the antagonist oh, band. Oh, okay. As they're both jockeying for. They're the shirts. Uh, yes, sure. They're the sharks. Shirts. Or the jets. Huh? They're the shirts. The shirts. The shirts versus the blouses. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um. And as they kind of broke away from, you know, the Prince's sphere. Yeah. Because Prince was only going to let some let people do so much. Yeah. Eventually, they hook up with Janet Jackson mm-hmm. and control Rhythm Nation. But everything Janet Jackson's ever done, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis had a hand in like producing. That's super cool. And Clarence Avon founded a couple record labels. Clarence Avon discovered Bill Withers, Lean on Me, Ain't No yeah, Sunshine, yeah, yeah. like discovered him. Um, and when he first, he started, that label folded. And again, they don't really get too much into that. Or why. That or why happened. that happened. Um, he starts another label called Taboo. I did not know. I thought Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis owned Taboo, Taboo because right. their names were on everything. I'd buy a Taboo record and I'm like, holy shit, they did this? Because I'm learning that Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis like, produced like everything from the 80s that I love. Um, they were busy, y'all. <laughs> they were busy, y'all. But they were busy on behalf of Clarence Avon. And when they met him, he like, they're telling the story about he sent their manager out. And he's like, I just want to talk to you guys for a second. They're like, oh, yeah. She's like, they're, you know, they're fresh young bloods. They don't know what's going on. They just, and they know this guy's like mythical at this point. And they're like, oh, yeah, sure, sure. We don't want to talk about it. So we got to talk about what uh, what your manager asked for. And they're like, oh, well, you know, if it's too much, well, he's like, no, shut up. Like, <laughs> she didn't ask for enough. Like, you should be asking for more. This is how much you should be asking for. Breaking down, like, when you go into contract negotiations, like, this is what you should ask for. Like, but made sure that black musicians, artists, executives were always getting the same deal that their white counterparts got. Right. I think there's another story about a guy. He was like on the board of directors at Motown, I think okay. at one point. They had brought in this guy to be the president. I think his name was Andre Harrell. He used to, um, he's a real like outspoken, loud kind of street. You hate to use the phrase, but I mean, he founded Uptown Records before that for okay. MC- for MCA, which was, you know, Mary J. Blige. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the post New Jack Swing Jodeci shit like that. And he comes in, he's very loud and abrasive, and he kind of like flops as the president of the uh, of the label and him and Clarence didn't really get along their vibe you know, gen- generationally their vibes were a little different Andre gets fired Clarence still makes sure like calls him up and says like yeah you're getting a severance like oh any other white executive would be getting a severance I'm gonna make sure you get this like right this is what he did he just kind of always found either found himself or put himself in these places to like connect people and get people what he thought they deserved they were due the other story is like he sees Henry Aaron closing in on Babe Ruth's record. Yeah. And is like, this guy has no deals and no sponsorships. This is insane. Right. Like, Babe Ruth is an icon. He's an institution. You know, he's been dead 40 years. He still gets, he still shows up on you know, ads and shit. Mm-hmm. Why, why is Hank Aaron not? We know why. Yeah. Um, and he goes, he was playing for the Atlanta Braves at the time, which is Georgia, which is where Coke is. Yeah. 
And he goes with Hank Aaron to the president of Coke's office, walks in, no preamble, no nothing, and allegedly just stands there and goes, so N-words drink a lot of Coke. Wow. <laughs> gets him a deal, to, gets him an endorsement deal with Coke. Wow. He got roped into like producing a Muhammad Ali like tribute for ABC or something, and he was like, he wanted a black director hired. He's like, there's got to be a black guy behind the camera. Yeah. They're like, oh, he's so unproven. He's never done this before. He's like, I don't care. Like, <laughs> it's going to happen. doing it before they did it. He got Puff Daddy out of L.A. He got Puffy out of L.A. the night Biggie got killed. Oh. Like, this is what, he's just, like, known. Like, he's the godfather. It's like, he, he fun rose for Barack Obama and Bill Clinton. He's, like, he, he's the guy who, like, got the African-American vote that probably got Bill Clinton in office in the 90s. Like, Ooh. he's just, he's. Just kind of this like unknown Behind power worker. I think I think Obama says at one point, you know, there's there's the power that needs to be in front of the stage, and there's you know the soft power that's cool with being behind the scenes, and that's Clarence. And yeah, fascinating dude. He's probably about like five five, huh. really like diminutive. Yeah. Um, everyone talks about how wonderful his cuss outs are. If he if Clarence cusses you, that out, is a true sign of power. If Clarence cusses you out. It's a real it's a real musical Southern. Carolina cuts out. And yeah, it's sitting on your Netflix for zero dollars. So I mean. Uh, well, if you pay Netflix or you know someone who does. It's a little long, perhaps. It's it's pushing a couple hours, but. That's all right. And even, even still, like. Hey, if it doesn't have subtitles, I'm fine. It means I can do something else, turn around, fold some laundry, and watch a really cool documentary. There you go. Um, I watched something really cool. What did you watch? I watched Good Omens. You finished it? Yeah, I did. You were kind of like, I like it better than the book, but you weren't like, this is the best thing I've ever watched. It is the best thing I've ever watched, but it is definitely better than the book. Come at me. I don't even care. Shots fired! Shots fired! Michael Sheen is amazing in this. Like, embodies the role. That that reminds me of something, but continue. I'll okay. get to it when you're done. Um, And it was great, and I really liked it, and you should watch it. It's on Amazon Prime. Yeah. The end. Uh, sidebar to that, which Caitlin reminded me, I want to check in with some of the podcasts I've been listening to. Oh yes, I've been out there. I've been out there on these podcast streets, and one, there are a lot of people who like have podcasts that I did not know or would not have expected to. Okay, uh, Conan O'Brien has a podcast. Oh, don't make that face. Well, that's fine. You can <laughs> have a podcast it's, if you want. It's called Conan, Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. Oh. Uh, <laughs> okay, and they're basically in like in the Marin vein, but it's ba- he started it essentially because. He was kind of fed up with, like, these, like, he would have people on his show repeatedly over the years and realize, like, I don't know anything about these people. Like, right. really. So he's doing the thing that Serge Ibaka is doing. Is asking, sure. like, who your, who your celebrity crush is. Like, what's your favorite food? And it hits, like, most of the people you would expect. Um, you know, comedians and stuff. Oh, yeah, Michelle Obama on there. I got to go back and listen to that one. <laughs> He had one that I listened to with Robert Caro, who's a nonfiction author who, like, has only written, like, four books. He's basically, the only thing he's going to do for the rest of his life is write a bio of Lyndon Johnson. Like, okay. okay. He, he wrote he wrote a book about a guy named Robert Moses called The Power Broker, who's basically, like, he, was, he never held any elected office in New York, but, right. like, owned and was, like, responsible for everything, like, huh. in New York. Like, every bridge got built because of this Robert, Robert Moses guy. Cool. Um... Bob Newhart, Hannah Gadsby, Martin Short, Howard Stern's on there. Sidebar. 
I don't know why these started showing up in my YouTube feeds. Yeah. I always wrote him off for so long. Are you talking about Howard Stern? Yes. Yes. He's a very good celebrity interviewer. Yeah, he is. Very good. Do you know... And I wrote him off for so long because his more... You know, I think he would admit juvenile tendencies. Do you know that he has never missed a day of work? Really? Except he got very sick with cancer Hmm. and he didn't tell anybody and he missed like a day of work and everyone was freaking (laughs) out because he was like the first one in the office, the last one to leave. He was incredibly hardworking. Never, even when he was sick, came into work. So... I think that says something about a person. Because I remember, you know, growing up, you know, do the fart man thing oh, at the I MTV know. Awards. And, you know, you watch private parts and really celebrating the whole, like, I'm going to have a porn star. Like, yeah. you know, I'm porn star sit on Sibian machines and, you know. But he also gets people talking. He does. Because he, like, like, this amazingly weird. Pays attention. And, like, yeah, he says this. Because the reason I listen to the, uh, he's on this Conan podcast, I listen to that one. Because he mentioned his, like, he considers it. Stern considers his interview with Conan the best interview he ever did because it just maybe it was the first time he realized he was like getting to a place he didn't expect to get to. It was Mm -hmm. like Conan offhandedly like made a comment about like therapy or anxiety or depression or something like that. And Howard just started asking him about that stuff. And Conan was really honest with him about it. And it just kind of like turned into this like really frank, like honest discussion. Suddenly these clips started showing up in my, uh, in my YouTube suggests Mm -hmm. and Watching one with, like, Gwyneth Paltrow talking about, like, when Harvey Weinstein, like, tried to, like, do some shit on her. Yeah. And, and Brad and Pitt. And Brad Pitt rolled up, on, yeah. <laughs> rolled up on him on a party. And Howard asked the question, like, were you okay with that? Yeah. Because, you know, he's essentially, like, you know, white knighting. Like, yeah. did you, were, were you okay with him, like, getting in your business like that? Like, you know, you didn't ask him to do this, like, mm-hmm. type of thing. It was a real, like, nuanced take on, like quote-unquote toxic not that it was toxic masculinity but it's true she didn't ask she got the word to weinstein through her reps and stuff yeah. that that shit was unwelcome and not needed but she didn't ask brad pitt to like roll up on him she was fine with it but like yeah to even ask the question he's talked he talked to dana carvey about uh was he cool you know about his relationship with mike myers because mike myers basically ripped off dana carvey's lauren michaels impression for dr evil right and how when that came to light he's just asking him like like were you are you Mike cool? Like, like, and you can tell Dana says yes, but well, Carvey says yes, but it's still like, you know that they like, never got along ever, ever. Mm. They always had like a really rough relationship, mm. even when they were doing Wayne's world. Well, they were both the top two names on SNL at the time. Right. So yeah. they're probably going neck and neck with each other, but yeah, Howard Stern was just surprising. I wrote him off for years, but if, and like, listen, you can, if I don't know how much of that baba booey whack pack shit he still does but like the celebrity interviews he was marin before marin man he was like if he hadn't done radio he'd be doing like the best podcast in the world yeah and i i was wrong howard stern i was wrong about you maybe for part of it for part of it yeah. if you still have chicks Ryan sibian machines yeah we can put that out yeah um because you mentioned good omens david Tennant has a podcast really i could listen to that man in my ears forever oh, with a scottish accent yep oh yes yep i'm fine <laughs> i'm just thinking about it i actually am disappointed he didn't use his scottish accent for good omens but i know why it's because he wanted this very like mm-hmm 
Let's talk about it. <laughs> Let's talk about how we pronounce T. I'm fine with that. Ooh, David Tennant. Ooh. Uh, yeah, he just does a podcast called uh, David Tennant does a podcast with da dot dot dot. Yeah. Um. Hey, when you're a celebrity, you need to do fun podcasts as celebrities. We only have each other. <laughs> right. And he's done, you know, people you would expect as well. He did one, his latest one was with Michael Sheen, obviously. Yeah. He did one with Michael Sheen. He did one with Gordon Brown. Okay. All right. Um, Tina Fey, Samantha Bee, you know, people he's worked with, people he finds interesting. Olivia mm-hmm. Coleman. Yes. Of I kind of want to go back and listen to that one. I haven't listened to that one yet, but yeah. David Tennant, just mm-hmm. a few things better than just having his brogue in your, his brogue in your Scottish ears. brogue, just, yeah. Podcast, y'all. <sighs> That was a good first half. Good first half. Opportune June rolls on. We come back. This is, this is host host choice. Host choice episode two. Host choice. We each got got to do whatever the fuck we wanted to do. Yeah, that's right. That is right. And we're gonna talk about those things when we come back. So you know, stay tuned. And welcome back to the show. This is the part of the show where we usually give each other things to watch. But because it's Opportune June, and especially this episode of Opportune June, we've decided to watch things that the other had given us to watch, but we wanted to keep on watching because they were actually good. And, you know, those times when we actually realize that maybe the other one has good taste. What a twist! I know, right? Um, I'm going to give the rules anyways. Sure. It wasn't real rules. It was like, do what you want. It's your life. <laughs> but here we go. The first rule is the rule of three, which is the rule that um, for anything that we've given the other, they have to watch, read, consume three episodes, chapters, parts, so that the thing can become the thing it's trying to become. Give the thing a chance to be what it's going to be. I guess in this case, it was like give it a chance to fuck up i guess <laughs> see if you still liked it yeah. or not or just be like how does the story continue you yeah know. uh the second rule is hashtag save it for the pod we will not talk about the things that we had gotten from the other person even though we had already done this part we still kind of we kept it there there's new there's new information yeah new takes new new things you still deserve the freshest of plates from CNJ's House of Hot Takes. Absolutely. Um, and finally, the third rule, which is not really a rule, it's more of a policy. There will be spoilers. This is doubly so because we've already talked about it. And if you haven't watched it, it's your fault. And what do you say to that, Kate? You just get the fuck out. In a nice way, <laughs> go make yourself some tea. We love you. Talk about chamomile with someone. <laughs> <laughs> da- how you, how preferably you s- David Tennant. Yeah. And if you do know David Tennant, Please let send us him know. over yeah. here so we can hug him. Yeah. Just have him talk at us. <laughs> yes. About tea. It's like a dream come true. <laughs> it's really everything <laughs> you need out of life. David Tennant reading Murder, She Wrote audiobooks, I think, is. Ooh. That's, that's everything you need. He can do things like, that's a murder. <laughs> it's a murder. Um, in a Scottish accent. Anyway, let's get to the things. The things. So. Yeah. Host choice. 
Yeah. What was a thing that the other person gave you that you really liked, that you were really kind of into? And you were totally like, I'm going to keep watching that, and never did. And then the churn. The churn. The churn of the content mill just, like, wore you down. Yeah. Because every week there's another thing to look at. Yeah. And then there's the things that we don't even give each other. We just like watching. It's yeah. like, I want to keep watching this thing, but I got to watch something else that she gave me, so. I'm sorry, there are how many episodes of Forensic Files? <laughs> like 400? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> got to watch all of them. There's a lot. I need to watch, you know, reruns of Brooklyn Nine-Nine for the 50th time. Yeah. Or The Good Place. You know, the the huge. But this week, we gave ourselves just a little, little window. Yeah. Be like, whatever you want, go back and check out. And Caitlin, mm-hmm. what did you go back to? I went back to Recreators. <laughs> Who remembers what the fuck Recreators was? Probably nobody. nobody. Um, I was interested to find out that the Recreators is a sign-in slash shonen. So older boy show. Which I was... Like, no, it's not. <laughs> they don't know who their target audience is. I can tell you right now. It's ridiculous. So we talked about recreators way back in episode 69. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, um, so I'm going to do a little Wikipedia recap. Sure. Uh, recreators, and I'm not going to try and read the Japanese name, <laughs> is a Japanese anime television series produced by Troika. The series is about a high school student who becomes involved in a battle between several characters from manga, anime, and video games who somehow appear in the real world. It aired from April 8th to September 16th, 2017, and was exclusively streamed by Amazon on their Amazon video service. A manga adaptation by Daika Kase was announced on February 18th, 2017. So the main character... Meta the anime. Yes. So the main character, Sota... Um, is this high school kid in the first episode? He gets pulled in to this show that he's watching, this mythical show. Yes. Um, with the character Celestia, um, who's a fighter. He pulls her back into his world, and all hell breaks loose. Yes. There's characters from all different types of things video games, um, manga, um, magical girls, magical night girls, girls yeah. horror manga. One of them has Pegasus. Dating simulators. Yeah, all kinds of stuff. Um, And they're trying to navigate the world, find their creators, figure out what's going on, and trying to stop military uniform princess. That is actually (laughs) what they call her. Um, Because she is seems to be involved in this, seems to be involved in this ability. She keeps on showing up in places, having battles with people, um not being part of their world and bringing them into our world um, and is hellbound on the destruction of our world and everybody else's world. Um, so they have to stop her. So I got last time to episode three. Um, I got to episode six this time. Still really interested. It. I don't remember a goddamn thing that happened on this show. Um, it was great, but I don't remember anything. They have amazing moments where these characters from other worlds... Who are like, all these worlds are like horrible, war torn. <laughs> and they talk about that a lot. They talk about why would people make worlds right. where we've suffered so much, right? Um, of course, it's hard to explain, like, it was for our entertainment, <laughs> yes. right? Um, they call, some of them call us 
gods because mm. we're able to create worlds. Of course, we don't know that there are these people who have feelings. Um, and there are these great moments where they're just like adapting to our world or like eating pizza for the first time. The, and ma- like, the mage girl like loves food, doesn't she? Like, yeah. She's like, this is amazing. Um, or like loving coffee. <laughs> and then they, you see them in like dressing normally. Like the main girl, Celestia, has like a boob window. And she's <laughs> like, I'm going to change. And wears like a turtleneck most times. Um, they also sort of come into their own. Mage girl really becomes the leader. Yes. Which is nice because she's um, initially a very quiet character. Um, in the, uh, I think the, it's in the, the government show up. I yet? was about like, yeah. to say in the in the fifth episode, the government shows up, and it's they kind have, of they've registered that this there's something happening. Interdimensional windows are popping up, yeah. and it, all this electromagnetic stuff is happening, and there's destruction happening. And it's actually really nice because a lot of the time the government is sort of like fumbling and Mm. it's like, what magic? But they were like, this is happening. We need to have a a process. And there was a lot of chemistry between the lead government official and the mage girl, um, Meteora, which I really liked. They like commented. Because she's kind of on board. Like, right. The government girl is like woman. Government woman is pretty much like there's none of that. Like, like you said, it's none of that. Like. Where the government is like, magic doesn't exist. This isn't real. Blah, blah, blah. She's like, well, we can't explain this, so. And we can't do anything about it, so we're going to need your help. First, though, she, like, runs down all the weapons Meteora uh, stole. (laughs) Siphoned off. And she's like, also, this is how much it cost. Also, all our taxpayers paid for it. (laughs) And Meteora is like, I'm really sorry. Please forgive me. (laughs) She's like, we'll chalk it up to, like, defense of the nation. (laughs) It's fine. Um, So, yeah, there's, like, some just... Every so often, there's really funny bits. Um, a new character in episode episode five, the same as the government. At the end of episode four, episode five is introduced. He's like a mech kid. And there's right. a, a really funny sh- shot at it where one of the other creators is like, um, he actually has a very like quiet personality. And he's like, oh, is that his personality? He was like, yeah. He's like, oh, because I only ever see him screaming <laughs> because it's a shonen, right? right? So he's just always yelling about his mech to punch something. <laughs> um, and then even the creator is talking about like, yeah, I made him really quiet, but he gets really offended easily. Mm. And he's like, I thought it would be fun, but I, I didn't think I have to deal with him ever. <laughs> and he's like offended about everything, gets into fights with everybody. Um, so there's great stuff like that. Um there's great stuff stuff about like having girls nights and and even at the end credits they're like shopping and Meteora right. has like a giant corgi like puppy <laughs> thing stuffed animal um they they go on like a roller coaster you know just silly stuff like that um it it spins its wheels t- a tiny bit like leading up to stuff like mm. i understand they're trying to like lay the groundwork but i i just want to see more punching uh, but we got to more punching in episode six, so it's okay. Um, and uh, I love the name. So the, there's this old guy with a magic gun, and his name is Blitz Talker. <laughs> and just like, love it. Love it. Um, Fuck, I forgot yeah. about him, yeah. Yeah, and there's just like this questioning of like, why did these people make this stuff? So there's a lot of meta stuff there, a lot of fourth wall breaking, a lot of like... Why do we do the things we do? Why do we like the things we like? And sometimes it's because I just thought it'd be a fun thing. And you can see sort of these repercussions of that. Or 
being questioned about art and mm. about entertainment and about the work that people do. And that's really, really cool as well. Um, but yeah, and it's funny having like, in one part, the one of the main creators who initially was a little, I don't know what the word is for it. He was like, oh, you're my creation, right? Right. Um, Takeshi. He stands up for Silesia saying like the government officials culture by like a thing basically mm. talk. and he's like you can't say that to her she's a person and celestia is like really thankful that he sort of stood up for her and they kind of frame it as like parental like yeah to an extent yeah. um because there's definitely like i think I, I remember mentioning this when we talked about the show as i was watching it like there's a dating sim girl who ends up turning up at some point yeah and her creator is what you would expect mm-hmm. and you know obviously he would have put into his character everything he wants from a yeah from a girlfriend so he like wigs out and is like you know trying to pounce on her and then there's another i think it, i think it was celestia's creator was like nah no this is not what we do like no. and and even like again there's just these little bits of comedy that i really appreciate so, like, at the end of episode four, when uh, the Takeshi, the creator of Celestia, gets a phone call from another creator being like, okay, look, I'm about to say something <laughs> really crazy. Please don't think I'm, a, like, psycho. And he goes, did your creation show up at your door? And he's like, he's got like a, yes. He's got, like, a mech outside his window. <laughs> yeah, like. He's like, the mech's, like, hiding at the baseball diamond, and he's, like, <laughs> eating all my food. Like, just, like, fun little bits like that I really enjoy. But also crazy cool fights yeah and demon girl shows up and like rips some poor store some poor merchant apart and there's oh yeah like the anarchy girl the vampire girl yeah. like it's like yeah she gets real weird if i recall yeah and she like talks in rhyme kind of and yeah so they i love like that they've plucked all these characters that are common um yeah they're tropes yeah and smash them together. I think it's a really, really cool. It reminds me very much of League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Mm. You know, taking all these literary characters and mashing them all together and having them make a team, basically. Um, also, the warrior has a Pegasus. <laughs> it's just always cool. It's always cool. So, yeah. Um, so, it was great. And it's still, I think I give it a nine initially. It's still a nine. The art fucking unbelievable yeah i don't know who this studio was i never heard of him before but so good um love it uh i i wish sailor moon could be redone with this art just be amazing they did redo sailor moon i know but not in this style <laughs> and this super weird watercolor bullshit <laughs> so, stretch everybody out someone has feelings about sailor moon crystal Make yo i'll just be like oh sailor moon no, they're just like, they're crazy and wild and teenage girls, and they're going to punch you. Yeah. Damn, son. What? Gems. Oh, <laughs> crystal moves. Memo chat. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, so, good times. Recreators. Yeah. It's on Amazon, y'all. It's on Amazon, but the subtitles <laughs> don't work. Kate had a problem with the subtitles. I will be writing a strongly worded letter about, if, you're, if people aren't watching this, now you know why. Get the um, subtitles working. If you want to know why people had to pirate it to watch it, it's because your subtitles weren't working. Yeah. Well, I chose to go back to, I feel like this is my pasta to a certain extent. <laughs> like, this is something I mentioned I was going to go back to for the longest time, but like, it's the, the weight of it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's, so, it's so big, y'all. There's just so much going on so much. all the time. Yep. But... 
It was freed up. No longer had to hit the high seas to watch it. It's sitting on Amazon as well. Big week for Amazon on the yeah. down this well, week. Every week's been a big week for Amazon. <laughs> um, yeah, every week is a big week for Amazon, but for this show and what we watch especially. Uh, I finally went back to The Expanse. Expanse, 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 Expanse. If you have forgotten what The Expanse is, is an American science fiction television series developed by Mark Fergus and Hank Ostby based on the Expanse novels by James S.A. Corey, which was a pseudonym for two dudes. Yeah. I don't remember. One of whom was apparently George R. R. Martin's assistant, which probably, um, you know, is obvious when you look at certain elements of the show. World building, maybe? World building, character beats. Yep. Mild spoilers I got from this same colleague for later seasons, and I went... What? Yeah. So mild spoilers may come up here as well, but... Punch in the kidneys. Oh, my God. The series is set in a future where humanity has colonized the solar system and follows a disparate band of anti-heroes. United Nations Security Council member Christian Avasarala. Really? We consider her a, one of the major heroes of the show? All right. There All right. are things. All right. Uh, police detective. I know it's Josephus. I just want to call him Josephus. <laughs> Josephus Miller, the always insane Thomas Jane. And ship's officer James Holden and his crew as they unwittingly unravel and place themselves at the center of a conspiracy which threatens the system's fragile state of Cold War-like peace, the class balance, and the survival of humanity. The first thing I have to say about this show, yeah. this is not a show you jump back into after a year away. Uh, uh-oh. <laughs> Did you have to start from the beginning? I think I got up to like episode four or five at first point. So like you gave me three. Yeah. And I watched a couple on my own. And I did not go back to the beginning, but yeah. definitely like the ones I had watched post our first discussion of it. Yeah, I had to rewatch yeah. those. So I finished the season. Oh, snap. Um, oh, wow. And I still don't know what the fuck's going on <laughs> oh, no. on that show, which is perhaps problematic. Um, but the world building is all still amazing. And I remember things that I had said even at the time. Because I was like, did I watch this episode? And then they did the thing where they, like, you know, the body bag, like, heliumed in. Yeah. I was like, yes, I remember. I talked about that <laughs> and how I liked that. It was just a small detail that I liked because I don't need the hoopa jooping about dilithium crystals. You just give right. me a little, sprinkle little details yeah. about the world. Or their little, like, you know, clear plastic tablets and phones and shit. Like, mm-hmm. I like those. Um, but I still have no idea what the fuck is happening. And I will say... There was an episode, if you have to go back and devote like half of an episode to then fill in everything they tried to sprinkle to the season at that point, yeah, it's like the show was realizing, yeah, we understand you have no idea what's going on, so here it is all like, right. what the fuck, what the fuck's her name? Which one? The dead girl, who's not dead. Oh, um, I can't remember. We're going to call her Julie? Julie? Julie, I think it's okay. Julie Mao. That's yeah. her name, Julie Mao. Look at me, guys, I remembered a thing. I don't have endometriosis on my brain. <laughs> so my colleague was like, do you care about spoilers? I'm like, no, not really. He's like, yeah. well, you know she's not dead. And I was like, I wondered that. So she's the Night King. <laughs> 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 because I said at the time, yeah. storytelling, the stuff it does, like watching those early episodes, I was like, well, this is fucking Game of Thrones in space. Yeah. Because it's a huge world and places and it's just going from play. You're on the belt, you're on earth, you're on mm-hmm. the ship and it's people in rooms just talking and stuff. And I was like, you're putting game of Thrones in space. Cause that's what game of Thrones did the, yeah. the early seasons. Uh, or you can say the game of Thrones took Dune out of space and put it in some other world. Spice y'all. Spice. Uh, the spice must flow. Sometimes I read the back of a Dune novel. <laughs> and I, 
throw up in my mouth a little bit. Hey! I'm going to go swish with some water. God, doing is fantastic. Paul Madden! <laughs> Never. Um, God. The great worm! <laughs> your, your cackle when <laughs> you realize I'd never seen Doom. Oh my God! Yeah, okay. it makes you <laughs> every time. <laughs> okay, relax. I can't. Um, so that's why I made the joke when he was like, "It's like, well, you know, she's not dead." I was like, "Right, because she's covered in blue shit. She's the night. She's the night queen." He's like, "Kinda, maybe." Like he didn't go into any further detail, but I was like, "Because I was asking, because from Jump, I was like, well." Uh, Thomas Jane is Ned's, is obviously Ned Stark, um, and they even then broke down like right because um, he's read all the books and he broke down like the f- the first book, the first season is not the first book. The right. first season and a half is like the first book. Yeah. So yes, I know Thomas Jane is going down at some point. I'm almost relieved that he didn't end up just going down from a slow <laughs> radioactivity death because right. when when that thing like buzzed over him, it's like we have hours to live. I'm like, if this is how space Ned Stark is going down, <laughs> that's kind of weak. Um, no, because I was just unclear over whether or not, like, is he just a weirdo who, like, fell in love with a face on a screen? Or, like... Right. Cause that's a little pulpy. It's weird. It's like I said it was, like, Game of Thrones in space, but it's, like, got much pulpier elements. Oh, than, like, absolutely. I mean, I guess his fedora would probably be the, the first sign of that, but... Let's keep the rain off his head. Um, I'm a little sad that Space Littlefinger went down, uh, went down by the end of the season that quickly. I don't know who that is. He's a white guy with a Japanese name. His name's like Kenzo or something. He's like the corporate spy who was like on the on the ship. She it's like me and Recreator. She watched she watched seasons. she watched this so long ago. She has no idea. He's the guy who like they find him on the ship. He's like ship. He's like he located Holden. He was working for the UN. He's the one who tells him about Mars codes and shit. Oh shit! Wait, did he have like crazy implants yes. and stuff? Yeah. And, I remember. And he tries to, like, hustle Holden again to, like, yeah. get off the ship. And he's already, like, dying from radiation at that point. And he, like, shoots, you know, fires at him a few times to scare him off. And then at the end of the episode, after they, like, abandon the space station, and it's all filled with blue MacGuffins. Yep. The blue MacGuffins just, like, scoop him up into the into the core. Yeah. Um, and I did make the crack that, like, re- really? The old Indian lady is, is a hero? But you can tell she's probably leaning that way after realizing she's a complicated hero she's an anti-hero realizing almost. about the cores and whatnot and she's always trying to do what's right for earth earth yeah but if that means you know killing half the population of mars i'm sure she'd be fine with it like at this point yes um ooh, at this point yes what's 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 the complicated hero's journey um i did this you know, speaking of spinning its wheels i did think it kind of like I was not as taken with it in later episodes as I was in the earlier episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, will I stick with it? Yes, probably. Because um, it's... What did I say about fucking Avatar? It's... I, I need a show to just like play in the background. Sorry, Avatar. <laughs> <laughs> you have been... It replaced. Your spot's been taken. Um, But it is... It still does those, like, you know, world buildy things there's a bajillion characters if you don't like one subplot there's going to be like 15 others Mm -hmm. that will interest you um what's going on with fucking you know the dude from mad men who's like you know the head of the opa or whatever and who knows he's still kicking around the amos gonna go fucking 
whack it, whack a deuce. I love him so much. And murder everybody. He's so fucking crazy. Um, what's going on with Cuddy and the Wire? They just left that. It's like the U- the UN is coming to his space station. Is that his space station with the giant statue in front of it? I can't remember. <laughs> Why weird. are you doing this to me? <laughs> it's a weird, it's a weird cowboy bebop like touch, but. Uh, <laughs> Like there is, and I oh I thought they were running out of money by the end of the season as well. That was another right. thing. Some of the CGI looked <laughs> looked a little. Well, they got money, folks. Amazon money. Got that Amazon money. It's also really weird when you think like there's a space Game of Thrones and then like a gunfight breaks out. It's yeah. like, oh right, because I found that like weirdly cognitively dissonant. Like <laughs> you didn't think that being like, in space was weird. It's enough? like oh dudes, you know dudes in rooms talking and yeah. like you know. Thomas Jane meeting with his boss and getting fired because they were in on it too, and you know, blah blah blah. And now it's a gunfight. And I was like, oh, right, because they don't have swords here. Like, no, I mean that'd be cool too. Space swords, y'all. I guess they already did that. Yeah, they did. It's called Star Wars. Let's not get into that. Um, I don't know what I said originally about this show, but I mean it's still easily an eight, maybe a nine. Oh, nice. Did think it was like kind of like sloping down by the end of it, and mm-hmm. my my interest was flagging a little but uh i got two more at least two more seasons to get through so yeah you do (laughs) jesus i love this show. i grabbed i grabbed a random book off the shelf at major canadian retailer and read the description and yelled at my co-worker i know one of these names (laughs) (laughs) who's duarte (laughs) Uh, i won't ever read the books (laughs) no because he was making the joke about like he was breaking it down he's like so if First book is first season and a half. Yeah. Book two is like second half of season two, first half of season three. He's like, third book, they don't even really do. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's that's the Danny and Essos book. He's like, yeah, it's like basically just world building. Like, yeah. Um, he's like, or they may have picked like, you know, two minor plot points about characters, like that type of thing. Um, and that's when he dropped the point about like, well, it was George R. R. Martin's assistant is one of the guys. And I was like, yeah. that makes sense i'm like did he get fired is that why he's now <laughs> so he's not like fuck you george look how easy it is to finish books ah <laughs> oh, poor george R. martin he's busy okay he's got a lot of stuff on the go jesus <laughs> a lot of stuff to do anyway that is on your amazon get at it friends yeah and tell if us how much you love it if you're feeling that that ache that bittersweet ache from the ending of Game of Thrones. You gotta wait for Dune for like a year. They're nope. doing another movie. I just remembered something, but I'm not gonna let I'm not gonna let you bury it at the end of an episode. We're gonna we're gonna lead with it next week. So okay, I'll remember that. I don't know. All right, Caitlin's got some apologia to lay on me. Oh no! You mentioned Dune, and I was thinking like I don't know that the people from Game of Thrones will be going to Dune because because Game of Thrones is so much more oh. Someone has an apology. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> to make oh, to me. Oh yeah, and we're gonna get to that next. Oh, I let her off the hook for like a month, y'all. <laughs> oh no, she just tried to slide into. Hey, she just hey, tried to slide into Twitter I when put, I wasn't looking. I put it on Twitter. <laughs> okay, I didn't even just put it on Facebook. <laughs> put it on Twitter. You put it on Facebook at all? Did you? No. We'll get to that next. We'll put a pin in that. We'll come back next week and talk about Keep that. Keep you waiting and wondering. <laughs> Anyway, friends, uh, I think that's just about going to do it for us this week. Yep. As said at the top, you can get at us by just throwing at GeekdownPod into your social of choice, primarily Facebook. No, not God, dear God, not, <laughs> not never Facebook. Facebook. Oh, God, Twitter. Twitter. Don't ever go to Facebook. Kate's there. 
you want i mean if you want kate which a lot of you do that's where you go for that yeah because everyone knows i'm the favorite oh my god <laughs> uh apparently i'm also the mean one you'll turn like kevin this is my life, and I get to sit here and record another episode with this one, so I gotta get some juicy drink and gas up for that, <laughs> so I can withstand the abuse I'm gonna take for another straight episode. I've got a half thing of, of water, my tankard <laughs> her, her, of water. Her, her Nalgene tankard is half full. So we're gonna take a brief pause and come back and give you another episode of content, because we love you that much, friends. My name is Jordan Ferguson. My name is Caitlin McKinnon. The theme song is by Rob Gasser, and we hope you'll come back next week for another fabulous episode of Geek Down Podcast. Wow! Really? Heard this from a colleague at a. Sorry, I tried to do too much. <laughs> I tried to do too much. I'll swallow before you talk, sweetie. Oh yeah, no. I was trying to juggle, but with my mouth, it didn't work. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Yes. I'm actually, that was a very interesting fact. <laughs>